What should be the focus of Christians on Thanksgiving? A presentation of God Questions Ministries. First, a brief history of Thanksgiving. The original Thanksgiving celebration was held by the Pilgrim settlers in Massachusetts during their second winter in America in December 1621. The first winter had killed 44 of the original 102 colonists. At one point, their daily food ration was down to five kernels of corn apiece. But then an unexpected trading vessel arrived, swapping them beaver pelts for corn, providing for their severe need. The next summer's crop brought hope, and Governor William Bradford decreed that December 13, 1621, be set aside as a day of feasting and prayer to show the gratitude of the colonists that they were still alive. These pilgrims, seeking religious freedom and opportunity in America, gave thanks to God for His provision for them in helping them find twenty acres of cleared land, for the fact that there were no hostile Indians in that area, for their newfound religious freedom, and for God's provision of an interpreter to the Indians in Squanto. Along with the feasting and games involving the colonists and more than eighty friendly Indians, who added to the feast by bringing wild turkeys and venison, prayers, sermons, and songs of praise were important in the celebration. Three days were spent in feasting and prayer. From that time forward, Thanksgiving has been celebrated as a day to give thanks to God for His gracious and sufficient provision. President Abraham Lincoln officially set aside the last Thursday of November in 1863 as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father. In 1941, Congress ruled that the fourth Thursday of November be observed as Thanksgiving Day and be a legal holiday. Scripturally, we find things related to the issue of thanksgiving nearly from cover to cover. You find individuals offering up sacrifices out of gratitude in the book of Genesis. You find the Israelites singing a song of thanksgiving as they were delivered from Pharaoh's army after crossing the Red Sea in Exodus 15. Later, the Mosaic Law set aside three times each year when the Israelites were to gather together. All three of these times, unleavened bread, also called the Feast of the Passover, Exodus 12, verses 15 through 20, harvest or Pentecost, Leviticus 23, verses 15 through 21, and the Feast of Ingathering or Tabernacles, Leviticus 23, verses 33 through 36, involved remembering God's provision and grace. Harvest and tabernacles took place specifically in relation to God's provision in the harvest of various fruit trees and crops. The book of Psalms is packed full of songs and thanksgiving, both for God's grace to the Israelite people as a whole through His mighty deeds, as well as for His individual graces to each of us. In the New Testament, there are repeated admonitions to give thanks to God. Thanksgiving is to always be a part of our prayers. Some of the most remembered passages on the giving of thanks are the following. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16-18 Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Philippians 4, verse 6 Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. 1 Timothy 2, verse 1 It is also interesting to note that one of the charges brought against mankind universally is that although we have an innate knowledge of God and of His provisions to us, we are unthankful. Romans 1, verses 18-21 This is brought out in one pastor's attempt in trying to illustrate the importance of sharing with those having less than we have. He had asked the children to come to the front and sit in the front pew on both sides of the church, 
Then he began to hand out a few M&Ms to the children on one side, and none to the children on the other side. After doing so, he stood back and asked if they noticed anything wrong. One child, on the side having the candy, piped up, and indicating the child next to him said, Yeah, you gave him three, and you only gave me two. So, too often, instead of noticing all that we have been given and being thankful for it and sharing it with others, we focus on what we don't have instead. Of all of God's gifts, the greatest one He has given is the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. On the cross of Calvary, Jesus paid our sin debt, so a holy and just judge could forgive us our sins and give us eternal life as a free gift. This gift is available to those who will call on Christ to save them from their sin in simple but sincere faith. John 3, verse 16, Romans 3, verses 19 through 26, Romans 6, verse 23, chapter 10, verse 13, and Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10. For this gift of His Son, meeting our greatest need, the Apostle says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 15. We, like the pilgrims, have a choice. In life, there will always be those things that we can complain about. The pilgrims had lost many loved ones, but there will also be much to be thankful for. As our society becomes increasingly secular, the actual giving of thanks to God during our annual Thanksgiving holiday is being overlooked, leaving only the feasting. May God grant that He may find us grateful every day for all of His gifts, spiritual and material. God is good, and every good gift comes from Him. James 1, verse 17. For those who know Christ, God also works everything together for good, even events we would not necessarily consider good. Romans 8, verses 28-30. May He find us to be His grateful children. This has been a presentation of God Questions Ministries, www.gotquestions.org.